At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Good morning. Let the games begin. This morning's opening ceremony kicking off the 2022 Winter Olympics into high gear. The show, a stunning blend of old world artistry and modern day technology with an unexpected twist during the lighting of the Olympic flame. While on the ice, a rousing start for Team USA, led by figure skating sensation Nathan Chen. The excitement of the competition amid a games like no other, being held against the backdrop of a pandemic and the controversies facing the host nation. We'll put it all into perspective as we celebrate the world's best athletes on the world's biggest stage. Today, Friday, February 4th, 2022. From NBC News, this is a special edition of Today, the Winter Olympics, with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, welcome. This is a special edition of Today, just after the opening ceremony for the 24th Olympic Winter Games. Willie Geis all decked out in his red, white, and blue here. Savannah, who brought it to us along with Mike Tirico, that beautiful opening ceremony they covered. We'll be checking in with them in just a little bit, but can you feel it? Can you feel the Olympic? I am ready to cheer on the American athletes in Beijing. For the second time in just 14 years, Beijing is hosting the world. Things a bit different this time, mm -hmm. though. These games putting an intense spotlight on both the athletes and the host nation. Indeed, and it all ratcheted up this morning with all eyes on the official opening inside the bird's nest. You'll probably remember that from the 2008 Olympic Games. Well, NBC Stephanie Gosk is right there. Hey, Steph, good morning to you. Hey, Hoda, good morning. The Beijing Winter Olympics have officially begun. The opening ceremony just wrapping up here. It ended with a moment likely to fuel some controversy. A cross-country skier from the Uyghur minority was selected to light the torch. China, as you know, has been under fire for its treatment of the Muslim group, including accusations of detaining Uyghurs in internment camps where they are subjected to abuse. The Chinese government has repeatedly denied any mistreatment of the Uyghur minority. It was a jarring political moment after a show that focused mostly on the athletes and the games. An opening ceremony for the Winter Olympics, beginning with an unexpected ode to spring, and then a tribute to the history of the Olympic Games, each host city etched in a block of ice. On hand, Chinese President Xi Jinping and Russian President Vladimir Putin. There was no representative from the U.S. after President Biden announced a diplomatic boycott of the games sending support from afar to Team USA, which made its way into the Bird Nest Stadium, the largest delegation at these games, and they are already making their presence felt. Earlier in the day, figure skaters took to the ice for the team competition. This is the Capitol Indoor Stadium where all of the figure skating will take place, and if you look across the ice, you can see there are actually spectators here. Originally, they said there would be no spectators. Then they changed their mind. They're not selling tickets, but distributing them. Team USA lighting it up, starting with Nathan Chen, who scored his highest marks ever in a short program. On his way to redemption after being tripped up in the last Olympics. What is it like for you to come out here four years after Korea and skate as well as you just did in this event? I mean, it's just wonderful to be here. I'm so excited to be here in China and, and be at my second Olympics. Um, means the world that I had this opportunity and, you know, I'm really happy that I was able to skate the way that I did. His teammates, Alexa Neerum and Brandon Frazier, were not to be outdone, getting their best score as well. So good, they both look genuinely shocked. The U.S. team now leads the competition. Outside on the slopes, five American mogul skiers advanced straight to this weekend's final rounds during the opening freestyle skiing competition. The three women and two men all in the top ten so they don't have to do a second qualifying round. Love you guys. But for one U.S. athlete, the excitement isn't just here in Beijing. 
by athlete Leif Nordgren's wife expecting a baby today. This week of competition, we can look forward to lots of figure skating. Michaela Schifrin will also hit the slopes. And Sean White is going to compete in his record fifth Olympics. Three gold medals already. He's looking for his fourth. Guys, back to you. All right, Steph. Thanks. Things look up promising for Team yeah. USA. Excited about that. Let's welcome in one of the co-hosts of the opening ceremony. Also, my co-host here on NBC, <laughs> Savannah Guthrie. Hey, Savannah, talk to us about the opening ceremony. Hi, guys. Good morning to both of you. I love your outfits. You're already, you're practically Olympians with that look. I love it. <laughs> we talent. had a fascinating and stunning opening ceremony tonight. Uh, it was stunning on multiple levels, artistically, but also some of the choices that were made that you guys just touched on. We'll talk more about some of those political issues with Keir Simmons in a moment, but I want to bring in my co-host for the morning, Mike Tirico, who's up late in Beijing. It is cold there, Mike. You were there. Um, you know what it felt like inside that stadium and of course we remember the 2008 opening ceremony how did these measure up in your mind that, that was grand savannah wasn't it it was uh, memorable in so many ways the number of people those 2008 drums we've talked about so many times uh, in in unity with the uh, human show of choreography instead the technology really dominated uh, this show with that uh, six times the hockey rink size led screen really the background background for everything that took place the director of that 08 ceremony, Johnny Mo, was also the director of this ceremony. And I guess it's kind of like Hollywood. If you've got a blockbuster, anytime you do a sequel, it's not as good. So you can't follow the same storyline. So I think they went very different and very with the times. And it was a show of how China represents itself to the world. And as we know, opening ceremonies are for messaging. And throughout this, it was replete with messaging of where China is on the world stage and obviously what we just talked about happening at the very end of the ceremony. Yeah, there were some unmistakable messages sent. Let's talk about the situation the world finds itself in with the global pandemic. We said the Tokyo Olympics were going to be difficult. This tops it. Here, Beijing is trying to keep up with its COVID zero policy, but has yet welcomed the world. What has it been like for you, our colleagues, most importantly for the athletes as they navigate this situation? It has certainly been a challenge. It uh, has been a smaller footprint for our NBC Sports Olympic team on the ground here in China because of some of those restrictions. And uh, many of us who made our way over, you had to test twice before coming over to China. And a lot of us sacrificed that week or so to make sure we didn't interact with a lot of folks uh, around our homes before traveling here. And then you got tested upon arrival. And every day you have to make sure that you go down and get a throat swab from the, one of the folks who is doing the medical volunteering, either at the International Broadcast Center or at your hotel. If you miss a day, you can't go to work. If you do end up testing positive, you go into a quarantine or an isolation. If not, you just go about your business. And that's true for the athletes. So when you hit that point, Savannah, it really resonates because think of all the time they've devoted all the time they've trained, all the pressure they're under, and that throat swab every day is lurking in the back of their minds. I hope I test negative so I can go out and get my two minutes, three minutes of an opportunity of a lifetime to win an Olympic medal. So it's added pressure for the athletes, but I do have to say that those we observed competing and the ones we saw walking in here tonight, uh, they look like they are trying to enjoy the moment and maybe appreciate it even more given how tough the circumstances have been this time around. Exactly. Making it to the Olympics is hard enough. We did not need to add a degree of difficulty, and yet that's exactly what has happened. But as mentioned, Mike, for the competition we've seen so far, Team USA has done really well. I want to talk about briefly some of the sports, some of the things we're looking forward to. And you know how much I'm rooting for Nathan Chen, who didn't have the result he wanted in Pyeongchang, but came roaring back last night. Short program was a problem in Pyeongchang in the team event, in the individual event. The team event was last night. He crushed it. Maybe his best short program ever. Helped pin the U.S., along with a good performance by the U.S. dance team that was involved as well, to the lead at this point, as that will play out the rest of the weekend. We mentioned Michaela Schifrin as well. We'll see her start. Her program could be as many as five races that she runs, but the best that she does, giant slalom and slalom, are up at the beginning. And I'm going to tell you, Savannah, if everyone has plans for Saturday night, if the weather holds, make sure you buy your TV to watch the men's downhill. We've watched the training. It looks terrifying. It's breathtaking. It's exciting. 
and I think it's going to be one of the events. So the Alpine skiing that sits out there, headlined by Michaela, Saturday night, the men's downhill will really set the tone for these games. Well, Mike Tirico, you're my plans for Saturday night. Go inside, get warm, snuggle up. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you throughout the games. Really appreciate it. It was fun being with you tonight. Same as always, Savannah. Thanks. Tonight, this morning, we're on two different time zones, but we want to bring now uh, today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, into this conversation because, Keir, uh, I'm sure, like the rest of the world, certainly the Western world, uh, it was really a stunning decision. Xi Jinping, the president of China, of course, knowledgeable about the allegations of genocide within his borders made this stunning choice to have a member of the Uyghur minority population who is an Olympian be one of the torchbearers who lit the cauldron tonight. What's your take on that decision? Yes, Savannah, uh, you know, they had a, a member of the mainly Muslim Uyghur minority lit, lit light the Olympic cauldron. Frankly, he might as well have lit a piece of international political uh, dynamite. The Uyghurs, the State Department says since 2017, more than a million have been put in internment camps. Uh, the Chinese say they are re-education uh, centers. But, Savannah, you know, I I've been to those uh, camps. I've seen rows of Uyghurs uh, in desks being, quote, uh, re-educated. You do, when you go to Xinjiang, see Uyghurs performing, for example, uh, dancing. But you never know what's real because they are always under the watchful eye uh, of the Chinese authorities, Savannah. Just to read you a little more from what the State Department says, the Uyghurs are sub subjected to forced disappearance, political indoctrination, torture, physical and psychological abuse. Uh, Savannah, the list goes on. You know, the theme of these games may be coming together, but while China rejects those claims, America calls it genocide. So I think it's going to be hard to conceal the divisions in the world right now. Yeah, it's incredibly disturbing to contemplate those things. And then, of course, this awkward juxtaposition when we just witness this beautiful opening ceremony. Any opening ceremony is what the host country wants to say about itself, the message it wants to convey. When you look at the opening ceremony we just saw with all of its beauty and simplicity, little children, a heart, a, a doves made, snowflakes made of a, made into a heart at the end. How does that compare with the China yeah. that we're seeing on the world stage exerting its muscle around the world. Well, I think you have to take all of the day's events in, in context, Savannah, and I think there will be many in the West who will see today's events as a brazen challenge to America's uh, view of the world. That uh, Xi, President Xi-President Putin summit came with a 5,300-word statement which said in part, quote, Russia and China stand against attempts by external forces to undermine security and stability in their common adjacent regions. Now, you know, Savannah, common adjacent regions clearly refers to Ukraine and Taiwan. It clearly uh, connects the two. And critics will say it is Russia and China uh, that are destabilizing those places. Uh, you know, Savannah, in recent years, uh, Chinese diplomats have become more strident on the world stage. They call them wolf warriors. I think we're seeing that same refusal to bend on the Olympic stage, Savannah. And, Kira, you are wise to mention that none other than Vladimir Putin was in that audience. A great show of support to Xi Jinping and clearly uh, a moment for the world to watch as everyone wonders just what his intentions are in Ukraine with more than 100,000 Russian troops poised at three sides of the border there. So lots to unpack from this opening ceremony. Thank you so much to Kira, Mike Tirico before that. I'll send it back to you, Hoda and Willie. There's a lot to talk about. We've covered some of the politics. We've covered the opening ceremony, but you've got the fun job. You get to talk to the athletes, and they're the heart of this. So uh, I'll send it back to you. And I want to remind everybody that if you missed the opening ceremony this morning, you can see it uh, tonight in primetime. Yeah, it'll be on primetime during our Olympic coverage right here on NBC, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Savannah, thanks so much. Savannah, you and Mike, by the way, did a great job yeah. uh, covering those opening ceremonies. Uh. They were great to watch. Thank you. Just ahead, kids, we are talking live with two of its stars, the athletes who had the honor of carrying the American flag leading Team USA into the bird's nest. We're talking about Brittany Bow and John Schuster coming up right after this. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the U! 
Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back on this special edition of today after the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympic Games. It's always a big moment when Team USA just walks into that stadium. This time, our athletes were led by amazing flag bearers. John Schuster, a five-time Olympian and two-time medalist in curling. And speed skater Brittany Bosch, he's a three-time Olympian and bronze medalist. We are so delighted to have them with us. John, come on, man. You walked into the stadium. You're holding that flag. Just give us a quick sense of what that feeling was like. Um, you know, it was just incredible to get a chance to lead the entire delegation, uh, our amazing delegation, into the stadium. And every time you walk into that opening ceremony stadium, it's just a feeling of almost floating. It was, it was incredible. Well, you, you might have been high, but you know who was higher than you? Uh, your entire family. I think we got them there. We, got, we have Jackie and Tom. We got Logan and Luke. We got Sarah. Hey, guys, uh, Sarah, maybe you want to take this, but, I mean, I don't know when you were probably prouder of him than this moment. <laughs> we were all proud of them. The, the, nobody was prouder. Yeah. <laughs> we were all just amazed at the whole thing. Wow. Incredible. It's amazing. And, and Brittany Bo, we were so excited to see you get the call to be a flag bearer the other day. Now you've lived it. You walked into that stadium. What was the feeling? It is a dream come true. Um, I am. My heart is so full, um, so much pride. Uh, I, I'm, I'm speechless to, to be able to lead Team USA alongside John uh, on behalf of Alana and her family is, is the honor of a lifetime. I can't think of a more powerful, uniting moment than what we just went through together. Yeah, Alana, who tested positive for COVID and called you and said, please take my place <laughs> walking into that city. And we've got your mom with us, Debbie in Ocala, Florida. <laughs> Debbie, what was it like for mom? <laughs> I like your hair. Oh, amazing. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> it was amazing. Just simply beautiful. And uh, Coach Renee was here with me and um, just beyond proud, beyond De proud. And tonight we're having a huge ceremony oh. uh, party to watch. Well, we're going to be cheering you on because people, if, you, if people miss the opening ceremony, you can watch it all again. Uh, we can't watch, wait to watch you guys this evening. We're so proud of you guys. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you so much, uh, John. We really appreciate you and your families. And of course, um, a big thanks to your whole hometowns. They're all cheering you on as well. Congratulations. Congratulations, guys, and good luck out there. Coming up here, we will take you inside Team USA's spectacular start in figure skating's team event, led by a personal best from Nathan Chen, showing off that grace and power. He nailed it. We'll do it with the dynamic duo. We got Johnny Weir and Terry oh, Lipinski yeah. right here with us. Here we first. go. <laughs> this here is we today go. on NBC. <laughs> Still ahead on this special Friday morning edition of Today, a man who's no stranger to the Olympic spotlight, snowboarding legend, and our friend Sean White. How he is feeling as he gets set to compete in his fifth Olympics, going for a historic fourth gold medal. We'll get to ask the icon himself when Sean joins us live. Mm. But first, these messages.
We are back. It's a Friday morning, Friday night in Beijing after the opening ceremony of the Winter Games, and we've added a few friends, Carson and Dylan. USA. With this. USA. I mean, look at us. We are USA. decked out. I yes. am. It's so, so comfy fun. and cozy. Get and fired up. Stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Feeling it? We all went Feeling shopping upstairs yeah, exactly. on that rack. So fun. I think we have to give it back. Unfortunately, I think so. of course, the competition already is underway, led by the glamour sport, the marquee event mm -hmm. of any Winter Games figure skating. Yeah, that's right. We are off to a very impressive start. That America, that is, sitting in first place after the opening night of the team event. Of course, star Nathan Chen wasting absolutely zero time putting the world on notice. By the way, he had his best score ever. Joining us now, NBC's Olympic figure skating analysts, Tara Lipinski, the 1998 gold medalist, and two-time Olympian Johnny Weir. Okay, hey guys. guys. We want to have a Nathan Chen love fest, if we may. We should. He Killed it last night. He Tell us. was so good. I don't think I've ever seen him skate a short program as good as he skated last night. He was flawless. Two beautiful quads. It was like he had magnets mm. on the bottom <laughs> of his blades. He's been the gold standard since the last Olympic Games. He's been pretty much undefeated aside from one competition. And he brought that to the short program and the team competition. And you can just see the hunger. Because if we remember four years ago, he came so close to an Olympic gold. And for the last four years, you can tell that's all he's been thinking about. Yeah. He has every title, every medal, but the yes. Olympic gold. I was going to ask you about that, Johnny. He was so disappointed in 2018. The hunger can turn to pressure a little bit. Yeah. Can it? I've got to make up for what I did. I'm the favorite going uh -huh. in. What does that feel like to him right now? I mean, what pressure? It's just the Olympics. <laughs> it's just your entire <laughs> life on the line. Everything yeah. you've ever tried to accomplish yeah. is on the line at the Olympics. So every athlete, whether you're a medal threat or not, feels that pressure. And that's what makes the competition so compelling and so exciting. But Nathan Chen delivered in every single way that he was supposed to in that competition. Nathan's a star, but he's not by himself. Vincent Joe is a star as well. He's actually beaten Nathan in some competitions, he right? He was the American man yeah. who beat Nathan Chen for the first time in three and a half so years. So tell us about his chances and what do we think? He has a ton of quads yeah. in his arsenal, and sometimes he is in Nathan's shadow. But you have to remember, he's a world bronze medalist. He placed only one placement behind Nathan at the past Olympics. And I think he can get on that podium. If he skates well, bronze. Who, yeah. are their, who are their competition? Well, you're looking at double Olympic champion Yuzuru yeah. Hanyu from Japan. This is okay. going to be his third Olympics, and he's going to be attempting a quadruple axle in the free skate, which is the he's the first person that would ever land it oh. should he land it. Oh, and that's yeah, a very deal. exciting moment. Okay, That's we'll a big swing. Let's look yeah. at the women, Tara. Uphill climb for Team mm -hmm. USA here because of this group of Russian skaters. Because of the Russians. I think, I don't know what you think, Johnny, I think it's going to be a sweep. One, two, three, Agreed. Russia. It's absolutely insane what we're seeing in the women's event. Four years ago, the Olympics in the, the women's event was won on a triple-triple, and now these women are doing multiple quads. One skater is doing mm -hmm. possibly four or five quads in her free skate. And they're teenagers, right? These are, yes. is that, wow. The favorite, Camila Valieva, is 15 years old. She's joined by two 17-year-olds, Sasha Trusova and Anna Sherbakova. Anna Sherbakova, reigning world champion. Sasha Trusova is the most able when it comes mm -hmm. to the quads, but Camila Valieva is the one that puts it all together. Beautiful choreography, beautiful style, and amazing, like, huge jumps. What are the U.S. women's, uh, what are the names to watch for us? Uh, Mariah Bell, yeah. Karen Chen, Alyssa yeah. Liu. Alyssa Liu is going to be very exciting. Mm -hmm. She does have a triple axle, so she can get close to that top mm -hmm. echelon of women who have quads and triple axles. But Mariah Bell, the reigning national champion, I'm going to be so excited to watch her skate. And Karen Chen definitely mm -hmm. has the experience being a two-time Olympian. How, what's the degree of difficulty change here, Johnny? Yeah. From the time you guys were skating, you're yeah. talking about things we hadn't heard of, frankly, yeah. as casual fans a few <laughs> yeah. years ago. How much has the sport changed? Well, I mean, just my second Olympics was in 2010, and Evan Lysacek won with no quad. Wow. Now we're seeing possibly seven quad jumps across the, the competition for the men. The women, it's unheard of, the level that especially the Russian women have taken the sport to with their multiple quads. And there's some skaters that are trying quints mm. in practice. Quints? Oh my quints. God. Five. 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 Don't confuse That's me. Five. Don't make yeah. it count. Too many. <laughs> make it count. Well, half the fun of the Olympics is watching you two. Absolutely. So we can't wait to watch you guys call these uh, again. We'll be checking in with two, the two of you throughout the Olympics. Thanks, guys. Coming up next, we'll talk to some of those Team USA figure skaters, Jason Brown and Mariah Bell, sharing an important message but always holding on to your dreams. That's right after this.
Welcome back. We just heard from Johnny and Tara about Team USA's great start in figure skating. We also learned what a quince was. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? Yeah. New term for us. <laughs> now let's talk to two of the athletes who will be skating for our country a little bit later in these games. Yeah, that's right. Jason Brown and Mariah Bell. Welcome, welcome, Mariah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. It's your first Olympic Games. You're 25 years old. And, you know, I love this. You're the oldest woman to make the Olympics women's figure skating team. 25. In 25. <laughs> 25. I mean, we can't. We're still like, what does that mean? But will you just tell us what it was like to step out with your team during the opening ceremony? Oh my, yeah, it was absolutely so surreal. Um, it's a moment that I'm going to remember forever. And I was just like screaming and jumping up and down and it was so awesome. Same for you, Jason. <laughs> Oh, 100%. And to go through with my teammates, we have been through so much over the years and we've traveled the world and this was just one of the most incredible moments to share with them. And, and Mariah, I know uh, the figure skating team event is already underway. You got to cheer them on already. So I have to ask, when you're in the arena, you feel the cold from the ice. Does it, does it get you just excited or does it make you a little nervous going into the Olympic Games? Oh my gosh, no, it's so exciting to watch my t so, some of my teammates skate today was so cool and definitely gets me excited for my opportunity. But, you know, there's like a certain smell and feel to like competition ice. And so when you get here, it's so exciting to feel it because it's just like everything's coming to that peak moment. <laughs> Guys, we were talking about Nathan Chen, who set the tone last night. You know your teammates, obviously, but also very close friends. What was it like for you to watch him not only set that tone, but also get a new personal best? I mean, Nathan Chen is absolutely unbelievable. Um, <laughs> there, there are no words to describe him and what he does. He bests himself every single time. He just keeps getting better. He is in a class of his own, and we are just so proud that he, you know, <laughs> represents TBMA. Oh and he's our teammate, so we're yeah. so proud of him. Wow, it's been so fun watching you guys. You know what, only a few people know what it's like to be in China right now as Olympians, what you go through, how you go about your day. So just give us a quick thumbnail, Mariah, about what it's like for you on a typical day there. Yeah, so it depends on when practice is, um, but we're really lucky. Our venue allows us to practice every day. Um, and so, it, you know, you have to get a COVID test, just a quick like throat swab um, at what, any point during the day, but then it's just kind of working around your um, training schedule. There's a great dining hall. And then after that, it's, you know, we're lucky we get to come back to the Team USA house. It's pretty awesome. And um, yeah, we get to just rest and do it all over again the next day. <laughs> Well, guys, we are we are cheering you on. I hope you feel the love coming from this side, um, from the United States, for y'all. So it was fun watching this morning, and we cannot wait to watch you guys compete. Good luck, okay? That's good luck, guys. Thank you so much. Sending so much love right back at you guys. See you later. Still ahead, the one and only Sean White, the snowboarding icon, with us live as he gets set to make history at his fifth and final Olympic Games in pursuit of gold medal number four. But first, this is today on NBC. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with Sean White. Now the icon is back, ready to go for number four as he takes his final Olympic bow. And mm -hmm. Sean White is joining us now, but not just joining us. <laughs> hey! Sean! Joining us live from the train, <laughs> traveling from the opening ceremony back to the village. Who you got with you, Sean? 
Oh, we got a, a bunch of friends here from the from the opening ceremony. Say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean, you got to relive that yeah. opening for us for a second because um, we saw you and we were screaming, oh my God, there's Sean, there's Sean. And you posted just a beautiful quick video. We'll show that and let's talk to you uh, as this thing is rolling. But oh, yeah, right on. <laughs> come on, Sean. Well, hey, look, you've been there. You've been there a bunch of times. How does this one compare? You know, it's amazing. Every single time I go, it's, it's special. And um, to be going at my, my fifth time here, it's pretty spectacular. Um, I wasn't really planning on attending this Olympics. And to be here uh, walking into that arena was just incredible. So. so, Sean, are we fully sure that this is your last Olympic Games? Because there are a lot of people who like to see you go on forever. <laughs> I know, I know. It's tough to say uh, goodbye, but I, I, I think it's my last, you know. The more I talk to people, they, they keep trying to inspire me to keep going. But I've had an amazing run, and I'm so thankful for uh, everything I've achieved and um, ready to pass the torch on to the next generation. <laughs> Let's go back to 2006. You know, that was your debut at the Olympics. And here we are in 2022. I imagine things change. Tricks become, you know, more complicated. So how has it all changed since you debuted? What's wild? I mean, the half pipes keep getting bigger. Like you said, the tricks are getting more um, intimidating every single time. And uh, and it's great. You see, you see this young generation really pushing the limits of what's possible. And uh, and it's funny because my friends are giving me a hard time because they're like, well, you kind of started it. So <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're just taking it from, you know, where you where you began a lot of these tricks. But um, no, it's it's nice to see. And um, it's pushing me to do things that I never thought possible. And um, it's great. Sean, it's been a, uh, you know, an interesting road more recently for you to get to Beijing, testing positive for COVID-19 just in December. Um, you had to withdraw one of the qualifying uh, matches last month. Uh, how, how are you feeling right now? How is the timing working out? No, I'm, I'm feeling great. I mean, honestly, it was a bumpy road getting to this Olympics. Like, like you mentioned, I've had to pull out of a competition and uh, COVID over the holidays. I mean, a lot of unexpected uh, turbulence. But, um, you know, looking at the other side of it, I'm so thankful that, you know, COVID didn't affect me like it's affected so many. And... I'm honestly just so thankful to be here, feeling healthy, body's feeling great, and um, I'm ready to put on a performance. So. Yeah. Ready to see it. You know, you know Sean, uh, this Olympics is different than, than some in the past. Obviously, your family can't be there. Your friends can't be there. Yeah. Your beautiful girlfriend, Nina, oh, okay. can't be Are you totally bumming? Wait, yes. Tell us. Yeah. I mean, I wish she could have been here. She was trying her hardest to... <laughs> sneak in somehow but um you know she's been so supportive and so wonderful um really just in my corner every step of the way and um hi nina <laughs> thank you for everything she really, really done some amazing things for me so uh, and and my send-off to china was just so beautiful she made this incredible uh video of all my friends and family oh, and uh yeah, really, really incredible. So, That's really sweet. She's I'm, missing, I'm missing everyone, but I uh, definitely uh, feel their love and support from afar. She's cheering you from afar, just like the rest of us. Sean, it's amazing to listen to these young snowboarders talk about you. It's actually not unlike you. these young NFL players talk about Tom Brady yeah. in his last season. <laughs> Do you stop and think at all about legacy and the way you've changed winter sports? You know, here and there, it's pretty wild. I mean, I, I started looking around and I noticed that a lot of the uh, coaches and, you know, judges, some people, a lot of them used to compete with me. You know? yeah. <laughs> still there going at it. And, uh, I, you know, some of the members, even on the U.S. team here, I'm, I'm 13 years older than them. So, you know, it's cool to look back and to remember and, and you know, and be thankful that I'm still considered one of the best and have a have a real shot at this olympics and um but yeah i remember pulling up to the first competition and i thought the the competitors might be you know standoffish and they weren't they were like <laughs> they're like i used to play your video game i love you i love that hey can i get a photo i'm like okay john i just want to ask yeah, logistics so. i mean we we see that you are on a train where how where yeah. are things in relation to where you're staying and where you're competing 
Yeah, um, well, we're, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of where we're staying because <laughs> I don't want to butcher it, but um, we're staying up in a, a village near the mountains where the, the moguls and uh, the snowboard halfpipe slope style take place. And so there's, I think, three villages this time around. So everybody's kind of spread out, but um, the venue is just so spectacular. I, I'm so surprised. Um, because I actually haven't been to this resort before, so I, I didn't know what to expect, but it's it's incredible. The snow's really great, and um, the venue's just stunning. The great Sean White aboard a moving train. <laughs> yes. Stopping to take yeah, time with yeah. us. You have Never great internet and a great phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously, great yeah. Wi-Fi. That's a better connection than we have when someone's five feet in front of us. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Sean, we can't wait to watch Sean, you. Sean, go get him, buddy. I, I feel like he's got something Thank up you. his sleeve, I don't you, for his yeah, last for game. Sure, for Reminder, sure. you can catch snowboording and everything else with Olympics related here on NBC and of course streaming on Peacock. Still ahead, someone else knows a little something about Winter Olympics. Lindsay Vaughn Lindsay. after this. Go for the gold. From the students of James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia. We're excited to watch Team USA. Go for gold. Good morning from the Schneider family. We're from Oak Hill, Virginia. And we're excited to watch the Winter Olympics on NBC. Go Team USA! special edition of today. It is a rainy Friday morning, but we don't care because it's <laughs> opening ceremony day at the Winter Olympics. This is our Olympic set. These, by the way, are our Olympic fans. your umbrella holder. They've been out there, y'all, since... USA! Yeah. USA! Rain or shine. I mean... <laughs> Cool. I mean, Carson Great can't sit down because he's so pumped. Willie's been talking about nothing but the Olympics. Dylan, let's go already. We are pumped up. Come on. And one name that you're going to be hearing a lot about during these games is Michaela Schiffer. Yeah. She's a three-time Olympic medalist and one of the most decorated alpine skiers in history. We're going to talk about her journey and the other skiers to watch with the legendary Lindsey Vaughn in a minute. But first, why all eyes are on Michaela. Michaela Schifrin dominates the slopes and is one of Team USA's biggest stars heading into Beijing. The 26-year-old alpine ski racer is a three-time Olympic medalist with two golds and one silver to her name and a six-time world champion. She first made headlines in Sochi in 2014, where at 18 years old, she became the Olympics' youngest ever slalom champion. Now, all eyes are on Schifrin as she gets set to compete in her third Olympics, where she has the chance to make history yet again. Michaela could become not just the most decorated female American ski racer, but potentially the most successful female ski racer in the world. And just one more gold medal win will give her the most of any American skier, male or female, in Olympic history. But with great success comes even greater expectations and pressure. She sat down with Lester Holt. You're expected to win and, and you're expected to be sort of invincible. That's when the armor cracks. It's highly unlikely that I'm going to feel great at the Olympics because it's the highest pressure situation we deal with. It's a highest stress. It's the most challenging logistically. For me, I think that's probably gonna keep me on the edge of my seat a bit. We'll all be on the edge of our seats, too, as Michaela takes on her goal of competing in all five Olympic ski racing events, a challenge well worth it for the sport she loves. When I ski well and I make really good turns, that's not a feeling you get doing anything else in life. It's like flying without a plane. And it feels like you're just, I don't know, dancing or flying or something. It just makes you feel so good that everything else is worth it. 
And you can see more of Lester's uh, interview with Michaela tonight on NBC Nightly News. Joining us now is the greatest female skier of all time and happens to also be a member of the NBC Olympics family, our friend Lindsay Vaughn. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. It's good to see you. Hey, guys. Uh, very few people know exactly what Michaela is feeling and thinking in these moments. You are a person who knows exactly what, what that's like. Where do you think she is in her head this morning? Uh, I mean, I definitely know she's nervous. She, she's talked about it as she did with Lester in that interview. Um, you know, she's a contender in all five events. I, I think whatever event she competes in, she will probably get a medal. And um, I mean, obviously, she's been in this position before. She's come into Olympics as the favorite. But, you know, as I can attest to, it's very difficult to perform with that much pressure. You know, every time you're in the starting gate, you know exactly that the world is watching you and they're expecting you to win. So, Lindsay, that's I was going to ask you about that, how you get through that moment mm -hmm. because you've won more World Cup races than anybody who ever put on a pair of skis you won at the Olympics <laughs> but you do know there is something different about the Winter Olympic mm -hmm. Games how do you work through that as a skier at your level I think what changed for me was embracing the pressure and using it to my advantage, mm. taking that emotion that I felt and harnessing it and putting everything out of the mountain. I think sometimes when we try to fight it or control it, it tends to get the best of you, mm. at least in my case anyways. So I always just use it as fuel. Mm. Mm. And when, I mean, what what is going through anyone's mind when they're at the top and someone like Michaela, who's got all these records that could be broken? Is she actually thinking of that before that run? I mean, what what goes through your mind as an Olympic skier before you actually go down the hill? I mean, I don't know what she's exactly thinking, but you know, for me, I tend to focus on things that motivate me, and that was, you know, how I didn't get a medal in the games before, mm -hmm. and how much I wanted to win, and my family being there. You know, there were so many reasons why I wanted to give everything I could, and I know she's going to be nervous, but again, she's been in these positions before, and I have no doubt she'll come through in the end. Lindsay, uh, Michaela's first run is going to be Sunday night. With your trained eye, what will you look for mm -hmm. early on in that first run, and what will it tell you? I think the first run is going to be really telling because it's going to really show us how her nerves are and you know how she's how loose she's feeling. Um, but there's always again two runs in Giant Slalom, so she has a chance to make up for it if she's a little bit too tight in the first run. But this first race is really, I think, her biggest chance of getting a gold medal because Petra is going to be a huge competitor of hers in slalom. All right, let's talk about other names because everyone knows Michaela, 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 and there are other <laughs> members of the U.S. women's team who we should be keeping an eye on. Who, who else is out there? Paula Moulton has been showing incredible speed in slalom. She's actually from Buck Hill, Minnesota, same place as I'm from. Um, she hasn't quite put it entirely together in the World Cup races yet, but she has the potential to really pull something out of the hat there. Um, RCS, Ryan Cochran Siegel, he broke his neck last year in Kitzbühel, but he has also a chance to, to win a medal here. Um, Travis Ganong, there's, there's a wide list of Americans that have really have potential to get in there, not just Michaela. Lindsay, what are you hearing about this course? They're all a little bit different. What does it sound like to you talking to the skiers? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's not particularly challenging. The only thing that's been hard is, is if you watch the downhill training runs are the jumps, mm. you know, getting the right direction because it's um, mm -hmm. because it's a hill that no one's been on before. It's definitely tricky finding the right line. But in general, it's it's a it's, it's chalky snow. It's very similar to Colorado, which bodes well for our Americans that have been mm -hmm. training on similar conditions in the past. Linz, how, how do you like commentating? Are you enjoying it? You're doing you're doing really well. <laughs> I, thank you. I mean, I'm having such a great time. You know, Savannah's awesome. You guys are awesome. So it makes for an easy job for me. Well, could you not do so well so quick and yeah, take, take our job? Yeah, you're making us look bad. Slow down a little bit. We went to college for this. <laughs> you guys know I don't do slow. We all lived in small cities before <laughs> we got to New York. Bye, Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay. <laughs> See you soon. Bye, See guys. Ya. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, still ahead. Perhaps one of the most important questions for all of us who are not at the Olympics how you can catch all the action. Vicki Wynn is going to have everything you need to know to cheer on Team USA. Right after this. So the Winter Olympics may be happening halfway around the world, but you can watch every single minute of the action no matter where you are. That's right. Join us with a viewer's guide to these games, NBC's Vicky Wynn. Hey good there, luck, Vicky. Hi, good morning. Good luck with this. Where do we begin? Olympics where do we begin, yeah. Vicky? All right, this is big. For the first time ever, NBC Universal will provide all-day coverage of the opening ceremony. If you're a hardcore fan, you've already been up early this morning <laughs> to watch it live. But if you missed it, it's coming back on again from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC and Peacock. 
You can also catch the highlights and a look ahead to the biggest storylines of Beijing. Then tonight from 8 to 11 Eastern, those same platforms will show an enhanced primetime presentation of mm. the opening ceremony hosted by none other than Mike Tirico and, of course, our very own Savannah Guthrie. Okay, let's talk about the events because last mm -hmm. night Nathan Chen was skating. Everyone's Watch. like, where and no how can we find things? So okay. how do we find it? Get ready. Okay. NBC Universal will present more than 2,800 hours of coverage. It's going to be everywhere. <laughs> NBC, Peacock, USA Network, CNBC getting in on this, NBCOlympics.com, and of course, the NBC Sports app. Now, on our NBC broadcast and TV, we got 18 nights in primetime, started last night. The Olympic show is going to air live across all time zones. That begins each night at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. on Sundays. On Peacock, this is a big year for Peacock. Fans can live stream every single oh, event of the Winter Olympics. Go including all of the events airing on broadcast and cable. You can also find full replays of the competition, the medal ceremonies, <laughs> exclusive shows, and extensive highlight clips. Yes, Carson, your hand is raised. I have a question. What if you have, like, I have to see the Jamaican bobsled team. Like, can yeah, you go anywhere? Right. And, like, what if, you, what if there's an event you want to watch? You just go on, and you can actually personalize it, make your own schedule. So you go to NBCOlympics.com slash schedule. Oh, you can personalize. Cool. You put... Only That's big, cool. You know, bobsled, right boom, want. it's done. Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, keep remind going. You. Oh, there's more. What about Peacock.com? Okay, there's more. Okay, so PeacockTV.com, you do have to I'll sign up. You can only end. get Winter Olympics through Peacock Premium and Plus Suit. It costs $4.99 or $9.99 a month, and the difference is plus no ads. Mm -hmm. Another way to watch YouTube TV, where I saw that you can set record times. This is for you, Carson. Listen okay. up. You can also watch the bobsledders in 4K. You got to pay an extra 20 bucks a month. It starts at $64.99, okay. but hey, if you haven't signed up before, you can get a free trial for the next two okay. weeks. Okay. Mm. All right. Also, the Olympic Channel on Sling TV, Hulu Plus Live TV. Okay, Hulu, these are too many. Too I many. Got so Ooh. many places. Too many ways to watch. <laughs> yes. We're too, we're too advanced. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but wait, what, a, what about the Super Bowl? Super Bowl Olympic <laughs> sandwich. One channel. This one. NBC. is awesome. We've got everything. Okay, so right before on Sunday, February 13th, the Olympics will be on before <laughs> and after NBC sports coverage of the Super Bowl, NBC and Peacock. Just remember those two places. Okay. Programming from Beijing, it begins at 8 a.m. Eastern, continues through the Super Bowl pregame. That uh, coverage starts at noon. Then right after the postgame coverage, we're back to the Olympics. Ooh. So figure skating. I'm going to watch the first quarter on NBC of the Super Bowl, the second quarter on Peacock, okay. the third yes. quarter on Hulu, yes. and the fourth quarter on YouTube. So small. Gold medal. Yeah. And I'll, pay the, I'll even splurge the 20 bucks for it to be in 4K. There you go. How about uh, how company man? Yeah, go back. All Thank right. You, Thanks, Thank you. you. All right. How you Just, memorized all that. Just it, guys. We're getting a lesson on a few Chinese tea traditions and learning how to brew the perfect cup. But first, this is today on NBC. <laughs> show them with a lesson in Chinese tea. Sounds good. Shunan Tang is the founder and CEO of Tea Drunk. What a oh. great name. That's a tea <laughs> oh, house here in New York. <laughs> become a destination for exceptional tea. She's here to share some of her expertise. Mm -hmm. Shunan, welcome. Great welcome. to see you. Thank you. I'm going to be you your umbrella man while you oh, walk Thank you so much. You're so kind. Yes. All right, what do we have here? Yes, so right here, this is a green tea. Um, it's actually the only green tea in China that uses only the leaves. It's called Hua Pian. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very buttery and the kind of grassy. Would you guys like to try? Oh, yeah. Just so a little sure tiny, a like a little day. tiny cup. Now, yeah, tell us. Feel free to slurp as well. Slurp? Oh, well, slurping's okay? Yes. I usually get sent to my room. Feel free to slurp. Oh, that's nice. Can I have some in here? Oh, yes. Oh, is that another here? No, that's you, isn't it? Thank you. Tell us, tell us about like people Chardonnay. like people love green tea for a lot of reasons. Yes. but it's, it's also good for you too, right? Yes, it is very good for you. Uh, so tea is um, can have alert your mind with yeah. the caffeine, uh -huh. and it can also uh, has L-theanine, mm. which is a you know acid that can uh, calm your body and makes you happy. Would you say tea and Chinese tea is like wine? Yes, for sure. Um, so Chinese, I will say tea is definitely the wine of China. Mm -hmm. It's a very location forward. 
So um, nice. the price you pay for very expensive tea, you basically pay for the locations. And depends on where the tea comes from. For example, this one comes from a thousand-year-old tea region called Luan. Wow. And it has very unique flavor profile than the similar tea mm. that get produced elsewhere. Okay. It's delicious. So in addition it's to really the green good. tea, you have another kind of tea you yes, want to show us? I definitely wanted to share this one. So this one is a oolong that is called oolong. Dan. What do you think, Carson? Uh, which means uh, golden peony. It has very good meanings for right now, which we're still in Lunar New Year. Um, I love how you make it. So you just look at that. All right. oh it doesn't gosh. have to sit in that very long, huh? Exactly. This is a unique style of brewing called the Gong Fu Brewing. Mm -hmm. I'm using a vessel called Gai Wan, which basically is a lidded bowl. Mm -hmm. And with this style of brewing, the essence is basically that we use a large amount of tea and very little water. Mm -hmm. uh, we flash brew the tea and we don't drink the first brew. We give it to the tea pet. Oh, oh wow. wow. Wait, what? So, Tell us what this is about. So this is a tea pet. It's a drink. That was your buddy. offering? Uh, kind of, yeah, but but no animals harmed during the process. <laughs> I'm gonna pour for you. Uh, but we're not gonna drink yeah. that. That was for yeah, the. Yeah, you can pour around the oh, guy. Around. Oh, around. Nice soda. Look at that, that light good? touch. Yes, perfect. Nice. And the done. guy, want, uh, sorry, the tea pad is yeah. a uh, made of a special kind of clay called purple clay. Yeah. And it can develop a patina from uh, the tea, so it can become a collectible item. Oh, so oh, is that's this cool. Okay, you don't drink that. Uh, we don't drink that. That's okay. uh, already tea pets tea. Okay. Oh, we are going you. to drink this one though. Okay. okay. All right. Shunan, how did you come up with the name Tea Drunk? I love the name of yeah. your, uh, your yes. shop. Yes, a lot of people ask, are you worried about people having uh, the idea of a negative connotation of the name? But actually, the word drunk has a very romantic meaning in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, it that? means one's extreme indulgence or passion into oh. something. Oh. So for example. See? Good news for um, us, Carson. Tell our wives. Exactly. Yes, it's, el it's elegant. Yeah, you, you can tell your wife yes. you're drunk in her beauty. Right. <laughs> you're interrupting my I art. Like <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Very, yeah. Tastes like Cheers. A flower. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Cheers, it's, it's, uh, so USA. beauty is the national flower of China, and it has like this regal beauty. Um, and which can be reflected. Ooh, that's yeah. delicious. I love that it. is lovely. You love it, tough person? It's it nice. It's so different. Uh, Gambe. What is it? Gambe. Gambe. Which it technically means bottom up. So you have to use the word very carefully. You do not want to oh. um, overpromise what you're going to do. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, this is delicious. Sure not. Thank you. Oh, thank you. you are and we're artist. having some uh, nature's sure water as well. Did you enjoy the opening ceremony, by the way? Did you get to watch some of it? I didn't get to oh, watch it. Don't I worry. To, watch um, it tonight. Yes, I where totally is it? Where can she uh, Where's Vicky when to break it all down? We <laughs> got the PowerPoint presentation. Shunan, thank you so much. Thank you, Shunan. Thank you. So nice. Thank you so much. Find more on these key traditions. Head to our website, today.com. That's going to do it for us. It's been a special edition of today. Remember, catch all the Olympic action. Get yourself in.